Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you being with us. We've got a pretty cool story to talk about. I read this in the Detroit Regional Chamber. I get emails from them every once in a while. And there was a story titled, New Statewide Voter Poll Finds Increasingly Desperate Views on the Economy and its Future Direction. I thought it was pretty interesting and pretty extensive. So I wanted to talk with the folks that were responsible for that. And it was a group that I haven't had an opportunity to talk with. So to talk with Richard Chuba with the Glenn Gariff Group is awesome. Richard, how are you, sir? Doing great. Good to be here. Right. Tell us about the Glenn Gareth Group and what you folks do. We are a survey research company. We're based out of Lansing. We've been doing survey research as a company for 25 years now, primarily in Michigan, but nationwide. And I've been polling Michigan for the past 40 years. So I have a pretty long history of it these days. All right. So are you conservative? Are you liberal? Are you journalistic in how you do what you do? I am flat down the middle. I find that is the best way to do research. As I like to say, numbers aren't partisan. And the best research is the research that looks at both sides and considers all viewpoints. It's when you learn the most. Well, let's talk a little bit about this poll. And the word that just sticks out with this poll is desperate views on the economy. So before we start crunching the numbers, tell me about this, why you decided to do it, what you found, and why did you feel that the folks that were talking to you were desperate? We do this regularly with the Detroit Regional Chamber, where they're polling partner. And they like to do these surveys probably two, three times a year, just to get a gauge of where the voters are on a wide variety of issues. And, you know, we like to use these surveys to inform policymakers about where voters really are on different issues. We find that very useful. Do they listen to you, Richard? That I can't answer. I don't. <laughs> I will Sorry, say it gets their attention, but they may okay. not listen. Continue, please. So, you know, we always check on the economy. And particularly during this period of you know, high inflation, we want to understand what people are dealing with and what they're seeing. And you know, probably for the last three years, we've always asked these economic questions. So it's really interesting to watch how they change over time. So again, I go back to desperate. How did you land at that term? Let me give you the good news first. What we're finding here is we ask people, are you better, worse, or the same off as you have been in the past? And we're finding that 69% of voters say they're better or the same as in the past. 78% of people think there are good jobs for anybody looking for work. And this is the number that always surprised me. Less than 5% of Michigan voters are very worried about losing their job right now. That's really unusual for Michigan. It tells us people think there's an abundance of jobs for people who want them. It's the good news. The bad news is inflation. And it's a wet blanket over the entire economy right now. We're finding that 68% of Michiganders think the economy is weakening or in recession. You know, counter that with what I just told you, all this optimism about jobs. So we needed to understand why they think the economy's weakening and in recession if things are looking pretty good for them personally. And it's inflation. It's entirely inflation. 
Richard, let's talk a little bit about education. The people you polled, how important did they think education was? Well, what we asked is how important is a four-year degree to landing a successful job in Michigan? And 71% say it's important, but only one in four voters think it's very important. And I think that's an important distinction. They say, yeah, it's important, but not a whole lot of voters think it's really important. A third of Republican voters say it's not important to get a college degree. And we wanted to, you know, kind of ask them a little more about this. We wanted a better understanding. And so we asked them, is a four-year college degree worth the money? And this is where we really start to see some sharp numbers. 27%, only 27% say a four-year degree is worth the money. So while 71% say it's important in some fashion, only 27% say it's you know worth the money. And there's a real value disconnect here between what voters believe is important and what they can afford or are willing to pay for. And in the story that talks about your poll, the perception is a little bit different than the reality because in the story, it talks about how 37 of the 50 hot jobs in Michigan require a bachelor's degree and that the unemployment rates with those with only a high school diploma are 2.7 times higher than if you don't have a bachelor's degree. So the perception is a little bit different than the reality if you want a great paying job. Right. There's a huge disconnect between what's really happening in the economy in Michigan and where voters think they need to be in terms of education. And I thought what was interesting in this story, it pointed out, according to the Bookings Institution, the single most important factor driving local and state economic success is the population's educational attainment. I don't think we can argue the smarter the population is, the more successful the workforce is and the economy is going to be better for it. You know, we actually ask the question, what's the minimum level of education that you need to be successful in Michigan. And the number one answer at 36% was a high school diploma. Mm. Number two at 33% was a trade certification. And then you had an associate at 11%, some college at 8%, and a four-year degree was at the bottom at 7.8%. Mm. So when you look at this, there's a real party ID component to this also. Mm -hmm. Where Republican voters, 44% of base Republican voters think a high school diploma is enough. You look at those independent and Democratic voters, they're more likely to say that a skilled trade certification is the minimum level of education that you need. And so, you know, there's some real challenges for policymakers here. You know, so, build a job. And I wonder if the folks, who don't think you need the education are starting to get it a little bit that people who hire us believe we need more education. You know, we asked, again, that question of, is it worth the money? And 51% of non-college voters, those without any college education, don't think it's worth the money. 60% of Republican voters don't think it's worth the money. But this is the number that surprised me. 35% of college-educated voters don't think a four-year degree is worth the money. And these are the people who have one. We're talking with founder and president Richard Chuba. 
who his group has put out just an awesome poll. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Glengariff Group Incorporated is the poll that we're following right now. We'll talk more with Richard next here on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Glenn Gariff, Group Founder and President Richard Chuba. And we're talking about this great poll, interesting poll that we found with the Detroit Regional Chamber. And Richard, I want to ask you another topic that folks are wondering a lot about is electrification. Are we moving too fast, too slow? Is the grid ready? Talk about what you found out with this topic. Well, you know, we asked the voters. Do you support or oppose the automaker shift to electrification? And the voters are split. 46% support, 44% oppose. A third of voters strongly oppose the shift to electrification. And again, there is a real drastic party affiliation issue at play here. If you're a Democrat voter, you support that shift 73 to 18 independence, you support the shift 4840. But if you're a Republican voter, you oppose the shift to electrification 25 to 70. Hmm. That presents a huge challenge to the automobile makers as they make this move to bring the voters along with them. What I'd be interested to know is if all of us who support electrification, if anything is taken into consideration, are we ready? Can the grid handle it? Is there enough wind and sun and so on and so forth? Has that question been answered? You know, we asked those people who are opposed to electrification, why? Mm -hmm. And their answers were very interesting. Number one was they don't think the electrical grid can handle it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, they think it's too expensive. And the third we don't have the infrastructure for it. And so we asked the question of voters, whether or not you support the shift, do you support Michigan investing in the charging infrastructure necessary for it? And here, voters support it, 58-36. By a pretty substantial margin, they support the state putting money into building that charging station network that's going to be required Lots of Democrats, lots of independents supported. Again, the opposition here comes from the Republican voters. Hmm. And again, that's going to be a challenge for the automakers to move Michigan into this you know, next cycle. And we'll see what happens. Do we know if the Democratic voters who are so for it and want us to you know, full steam ahead, if they give any consideration if we're ready or not and what the ramifications could be if we're not ready? Well, you know, that's not a question we asked in here. You know, are we ready? I've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. And they think, you know, those voters do think the state is ready or will be ready. It's those who are opposed who are, you know, the numbers I've done in the past, the ones who are opposed are the most reluctant to say we're ready. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting questions we asked is, would you even consider buying an electric vehicle? 
when it's your time to buy your next vehicle. 60% of voters said they would not. Only a third said they would. 4% said they already have one. Hmm. So, you know, this is going to, this, you know, while the automakers are moving quickly, the consumers, they aren't there yet. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting transition to watch in Michigan. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I know that the report talked a little bit about that there is a high demand, more than 200,000 reservations just for the F-150 Lightning pickup truck alone. But can the infrastructure handle it? Is there really demand for it? Can it be affordable? Those guys got a job I wouldn't want to have to deal with. Well, you know, it's interesting that one of the things we asked is why the shift is taking place. And 43% of voters say it's because of government regulations and incentives. 27% said environmentalists are moving them, the industry. Only 18%, that's one in five voters, think consumer demand and market forces are moving the industry. Hmm. And yet this is an industry that's moving worldwide to electrification. We're talking with Richard Chuba, who is president and founder of the Glenn Gariff Group. When we come back, Richard, I want to talk a little bit about workplace trends. We'll do that next. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Welcome back. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Richard Chuba from the Glenn Gariff Group. All right, Richard, there has been so much discussion about workplace trends and especially with where we work from, how many hours we work. And you can see just from the news that I read that depending on whatever age you are is how you're going to feel about whether you should be in the office and if you should be working 40 hours a week. As a matter of fact, I saw a story this morning where there has been that trend where some employees are not working as hard as they could. And now some are doing the bare minimum on Monday because they're trying to get their head together from the weekend. (laughs) So what have you learned about workplace trends? Well, this has to be some of the most fun results that we got out of this survey. And this is stuff we regularly do with the chamber to understand what's really happening out there. We ask people how they went to work. And two-thirds of voters actually go into work. A third of voters have some sort of hybrid or at-home work situation. In fact, 22% of voters have a hybrid workplace where they go into work or they work from home sometimes versus 12% that only work from home. And one of the really huge differences we saw here was based on whether or not you had a college education. So if you don't have a college education, percent of those workers go into work. If you do have a college education, only 51% of them go to work all the time. If you want to work from home, 
then you're going to need a college education because those are the jobs that are allowing it right now. And, you know, we asked them how important it was. Those people who have these hybrid, 83%, it was important to them that at least part of the time they could work from home. That's really interesting. In fact, two thirds of those people say it's really important to them, very important. It's particularly important to those under 50. And so, you know, I think there's a new style of working developing here. And if you want to work from home, you're going to need a college education to do it. You better know your computer and you better know the (laughs) software. I want to ask you about polarization. As you know, as well as anyone, when you talk about political polarization, it's out there. And I think wokeness and the Green New Deal and stubbornness and so many other things have divided us. And so talk about what you learn with your poll when it comes to polarization. Well, you know, this is a topic that, like I said, I've been doing this for 40 years in Michigan, and we're in a very unique political environment right now. There is polarization, but I think we spend too much time, and we certainly see this in the polling numbers. We spend a whole lot of time talking about the extremes of the left and the right, mm-hmm. when there is a really large center in Michigan. And in Michigan, we're a purple state. So everything gets decided by the 20% or so of independent voters. And those are the voters that really matter. We spend Mm -hmm. so much time on the polarization, we never focus on the independent voters. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones who are the arbiters of policy in Michigan. You know, Richard, what I'm learning, especially I've had to work hard as a journalist to make sure I maintain that asking questions of both sides and being fair and balanced and letting the audience decide what they think. And that can be a challenge, but I find it's a lot easier now to figure out where a person's at is, are they serving themselves or do they care about serving others? And, uh, you know, kind of where do we go from there? So when talking about the media, how can I, how can we in the media be better when it comes to reporting on the news? I just want to get your perspective from that. Well, I think one of the really important things that the media can do, in fact, all of us can do, is stop paying so much attention to the extremes of the conversation. Mm. They have a role to play, those extremes, but they don't represent what the vast majority of Michiganders think or do. You know, we just published a survey today with the Detroit News WDIV looking at, for example, gun safety issues. And everybody likes to say on those issues, oh, we're polarized. What we found was enormous unanimity, bipartisan across the aisle for a number of key elements to make Michigan safer. And the same thing can be said for on business issues. There is huge unanimity in Michigan for matching other states and beating those states for good job projects. And I think we're seeing some of that take place in Michigan right now. And, you know, the voters are telling us, keep the auto industry in Michigan. That's something everybody can agree on. Beat Indiana. Well, Richard, and I think you're right when it comes to listening to the extreme right or left. We listen to that too much. And to what we have that isn't in common instead of saying, hmm, what do we have in common? We all got to eat and work and live. And I don't think we do enough of that. And I think your poll really kind of breaks down that, man, people are 
down the middle. They want us to be successful and maybe stop whining so much. <laughs> I think they want people to focus on what can get done versus what mm-hmm. can't get done. We've been talking with Richard Chuba. He is the founder and president of Glenn Gariff Group. They're a leading pollster. As we get into the political season, you'll be hearing from me, Richard. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> Keep putting those polls out there because we're interested in knowing what people think. Right. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.